Chapter Eighteen of Line Ben of Elm Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Lion Ben of Elm Island by Elijah Kellogg. The Bridal Call. Parents and friends of the new married pair had watched with no small anxiety their progress through the squall. During the height of it, they could see the canoe when it rose upon the top of a wave as it disappeared in a trough of the sea the widow clasped her hands convulsively and gave them up for lost they are safe cried captain rhines drawing a long breath they've got under the lee of the island john run to the house and get my spy-glass with the aid of the glass he saw them land and ben carried sally to the house in his arms she fainted with fright poor thing it's a rough beginning for her said the widow he only wants to get her to the fire there's nothing the matter with her but a good soaking twas now the indian summer with calm moonlight nights wife said captain rhines i expect sally's mother is dying to know how she got on the island that morning if we don't go now we shan't be able to go this winter it'll be too rough by and by john run over there and ask her if she would like to go and see sally can i go too father yes i want you to help row so do your chores tie up the cattle and bear a hand about it sally had washed her supper dishes and ben was pulling off his boots when the door was opened and in walked the party it was a most joyful surprise to the new married couple why mother exclaimed sally kissing her again and again i was thinking the other day whether you would ever venture to come on to this island and now you're here so soon and in the fall of the year too indeed sally you know i never lacked for courage only for strength you must needs think i had a strong motive but of all the group none seemed more delighted than john he stared at the long walls looked up the chimney capered round the room with sailor and finally getting up in ben's lap put both arms round his neck and fairly cried for joy how should you like to live on here johnny said ben oh shouldn't i like it you'd better believe i shot two seals the other day on the white bull and within a week i've killed fifty birds of all kinds won't you ask father to let me come on and stay a little while and go gunning oh i do miss you so i shouldn't wonder if there were ducks now feeding on the flats take my gun she's all loaded the moment sailor saw the gun taken down he was already so perfectly was he trained that when it was not desirable he should play he would lie still till the gun was fired and then bring in the game how should i like to be on here in the daytime said john do you know ben i was never here in all my life before why sally said her mother how did you get over in that dreadful squall we were all watching you and felt so worried wasn't you frightened almost to death no mother i wasn't much frightened but i was terrible cold and wet all through i never saw anything look so good in all my life as this great fireplace did for ben made a roaring fire in it and i'm just as happy and contented as i can be in the midst of this conversation the door opened and in walked uncle isaac it was such a pleasant night said he addressing the captain i told hannah we'd take a run down to your house and when i found you'd come over here 
i thought i'd take your gunning float and follow suit why didn't you bring hannah with you inquired sally well i wanted to but she ain't much of a waterfowl and was afraid to come in a titlish gunning float and said she'd stay and visit captain ryan's girls but she sends her love to you and says if she'd known i was coming she'd send you over a bag of apples how does this carry a body back said the widow it don't seem but t'other day since i was living in a log house and how much i've been through since then they then went all over the house and down the cellar well isaac said captain rhines you've done yourself credit in building this house i knew you would tisn't much like the house i was born in that wasn't tighter than a wharf except while it was stuffed with moss and clay and some of that was always falling out i've gone to bed many a night and waked up in a snowdrift because the wind had blown the clay out and the snow in but i thought when i was coming up from the shore and saw it standing here in the moonlight that it was as much like the one father built after his boys got big enough to be of some help to him as two peas in a pod just as many windows just as high and with a bark roof but it ain't much like it other ways for the timber won't hewed only the bark and knots taken off where it came together but this is as tight as a churn and then that fireplace i wouldn't believed it possible well said uncle isaac i did the best i could but i think sam beat the whole of us i should be glad to swap my fireplace and chimney for that and give a yoke of oxen to boot do you know isaac there's nothing carries me back to my boy days like that old chamber it's the very image of ours it seems to me as if i was sitting there now on a rainy day a straddle of a tub shelling corn on the handle of mother's frying-pan with my thoughts running all over the world longing to go to sea and contriving how i should get father's consent a loud mewing was now heard in the corner of the room i declare to man said the widow i've been so taken up with old times i forgot see here sally opening her basket and taking out a kitten i thought she'd be company for you you know them speckled chickens sally that the old top-knot hen hatched out yes mother well the hawks carried off three of em and i meant to brought the rest over to you but sam said they wouldn't lay much this winter you'd have to buy corn and you'd better have em in the spring but i've brought you over a pillowcase full of flax i said mrs rhines brought you over some wool and i said captain rhines a barrel of cider and some vegetables to go with your coots and salt beef while i said uncle isaac am all the one that's come empty-handed but i know what i'll do i'll give you a peek and ben can get him next time he comes off john now came in bringing five ducks that he had shot he's just like the rest of us ben said his father i believe it runs in the breed of us to shoot let him come over here and stay a day or two and gun with me he's too good a boy patting him fondly on the head i couldn't get along without him that is just the reason said his mother that he ought to be gratified once in a while it's a great deal better he should be here with ben than with some of the boys he goes with i should feel much easier about him than i do when he's with them in boats and gunning 
I'm always afraid they'll shoot one another or be drowned. Well, it's just as his mother says. I'm at home so little. I don't interfere with her concerns. She's cap'n. I'm only passenger. But you're going to be at home all the time now, and I should like to give up my authority. By the way, Ben, I've had a letter from Mr. Welch. He says large, handsome masts, bow sprits, and spars are in great demand, that he can find a market in Boston and Salem in the spring for all you can send him. I'm going to cut small spars directly, father, but I want snow to fall the large ones on, else I shall have to bed them with brush for fear of breaking them. He says that the war in Europe is throwing all the carrying trade into the hands of neutrals, that now we've got our government going, it'll be snapping times, and that while they're all fighting like dogs over a bone, we can run off with the bone, and if I want to try a voyage, he has a vessel for me. Well, you're not going, said his wife. You've been enough, and you've done enough. If Ben could afford to give up going to sea, in the prime of life, for the sake of Sally, I'm sure you can, in your old age, for the sake of Betsy and you belong to me for the rest of your life old said the captain dancing over the room i don't feel a bit old i should like a little cash just to fix up the buildings a little buy that timber lot that joins the rye field and then with a comical look at his wife i should like to do a little more for the minister i should be so thankful sometimes if somebody would come in that could talk about anything else than some old horse or cow or sheep that got the mulligrubs father said john as they were preparing to go why can't i stay now because child i want you to help me row let him stay said uncle isaac who from instinct always took the part of the boys i'll go over with you but there's my float over here and i want to go gunning to-morrow we'll take her in tow said uncle isaac with mutual good wishes they now separated leaving John in high glee at the result with Ben for a visit. End of The Bridal Call